Hello, welcome to Meet Your District Supervisor. I'm Halili Knox and we're here with Supervisor Mark Farrell from District 2, which includes the Marina, Pacific Heights, Seacliff, and the neighborhood surrounding the Presidio. Supervisor Farrell started his first term this January, so he's new to the board. We're going to get to know him and talk about the toughest issues facing the city. Welcome, Supervisor Farrell. Thank you. It's Thank nice you to be here. Thank you for joining us. Um, tell us a little about your background, where you grew up, went to school, and um, the kind of jobs that you've worked. Sure. Well, I am a born and raised San Franciscan, first and foremost, and very proud of that. And more importantly, as I represent District 2 now, I'm a born and raised District 2 resident. I grew up down in the Marina District, uh, close to the Palace of Fine Arts. My parents still live in the same set of flats that I grew up in. And I went to grammar school at Stewart Hall in District 2. I went to high school at St. Ignatius here in San Francisco. So a very proud wildcat, and we have a large SI community still in the city. And I went to college at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. I had a scholarship to play baseball down there. And ended up going to Ireland and getting a master's degree uh, at University College Dublin. Came back to the States and went to law school at the University of Pennsylvania. So spent three years in Philly. And then came back, and ever since, I um, coming back to the Bay Area professionally, I have been a corporate attorney down in Palo Alto at Wilson Sonsini. I left after about three years and became an investment banker up here in San Francisco at Thomas Weisel Partners. And so worked in the finance industry for about five and a half years. And in the summer of 2009, joined a venture capital firm uh, with two other partners. And so I've been a venture capitalist. Uh, and I am happily married. Uh, my wife and I live in uh, around Laurel Village in District 2, and we have two small children. Our girl Madison is five, and our boy Jack is three. So we're proud parents, um, and uh, now just excited to be here on the board. Why did you choose to live in San Francisco? And tell us a little bit about what motivated your interest in politics. Sure. Well, choosing to live in San Francisco was natural for me, given that I was born and raised here. Um, you know, I think when you're a child, you really don't understand what you have until you leave home, really. And I had the fortunate opportunity to live in Los Angeles and abroad in Ireland and in Philadelphia. And I'm telling you, there's no place like home when San Francisco is your home. And uh, so it was very natural and something I really was looking forward to and trying to find a job to come home to after law school. And my job in Palo Alto afforded me that opportunity to come back to the Bay Area. And so I'm lucky and I'm going to be here the rest of my life. Um, and then in terms of getting into politics, I think for me it was really two reasons. First, being from here, I think that was part of my own motivation and really feeling a sense of roots here in San Francisco um, and also raising our children here. I think we went through as a young family the discussion, the dialogue that many young families go through right now in San Francisco. Should we move to the suburbs? Um, should we move elsewhere? San Francisco is expensive to live. Uh, the public school system is, has been difficult in the past. I think less about the quality of schools because we have great schools and great parental involvement, but more about the assignment process. Where would my child go to school? Um, that you know, a lot of families leave, and we have most of our friends have left the city. But we decided to stick around, and we're very happy we did. But once you stick around, I think it was a turning point to say, all right, we are here for good. What can we do to make this place better? And really getting involved in politics was a fact that the District 2 seat for the first time in a long time was open uh, for election. Uh, it was previously Mayor Gavin Newsom's seat and Supervisor Michaela Aliotto Pierce's seat, and it was going to be an open election. And really taking a hard look, 
I didn't get into politics because I really had a lifelong ambition of being a politician. That's not me. For me it was, I came from the private sector and looking and honestly answering the question, did I have something different to offer that I really thought would be valuable to San Francisco right now? And I do think a large part of our um, problems here in the city right now are financial, economic. And with my background, I did think I would be able to add a lot of value here at City Hall. And that's why I decided to get into the race ultimately. So where do you place yourself on the political spectrum? Are you on the left, on the right? You know, I have to say, I am one that has been trying to get away from the political spectrum dialogue here in San Francisco. Uh, but I will just say, generically, I think I am in the middle. I am a moderate person. Um, and, you know, nationally, I think we are a little bit left uh, here in San Francisco, uh, but I think we all embrace that. I would say I'm a socially liberal person and a fiscally conservative person. Um, and that's very much the way I intend to, intend to practice what I preach here in City Hall. What did you learn from campaigning for supervisor, and was there anything that surprised you? It's a great question. You know, I think I learned so much. I had never run for office before. I am very much new to the political world. And so for me, the learning curve was steep as steep could be. And, you know, there were certainly a lot of lessons to be learned in running a race in San Francisco. I think a few that stick out in my mind, money does matter, raising money. That's a simple somewhat unfortunate fact of life if you want to be a candidate that that's important. Um, I think really having a message that resonates with voters, not just saying I want to be a politician, but you have to really explain why. Why you? And I think that was really core to what we did. Uh, but most importantly, the one thing I drew out of it was that hard work and utter determination is the thing that will, I think, allow you to succeed more than anything else. And I do believe that the candidates who won this past November, every single one of those candidates were the ones who worked the hardest in their races. What are some of the biggest issues facing San Francisco? Well, I do believe the biggest ones are our economic problems right now. We face what's estimated to be a $400 million deficit this year, this fiscal year, potentially growing the next fiscal year. Um, so those are, that is, you know, it all comes back to that in many ways. Um, we have a growing pension and retiree health care problem that is huge and looming and getting worse. Um, and I think as important, we have a huge unemployment rate here in San Francisco. Um, it's about 9.6% right now. And the fact that we haven't done much about that here in City Hall, I think, has got to change. Um, and that's certainly something that I'm going to be focused on in the beginning here in City Hall, putting people back to work. You know, it's an individual issue, but it's a family issue. And we have a lot of families still struggling, and I think people have lost sight of that. Um, hopefully we're going to be getting out of this recession soon, but we need to do a lot in City Hall to accelerate getting out of that recession, making sure families are back at work, making sure children are provided for. To me, that is my biggest priority. So talk a little bit about the issues facing your district specifically and then how you're going to balance uh, the issues facing the city at large against those in your district. Sure. You know, we definitely have a few big projects or issues in District 2 um, that we are paying a lot of attention to and will continue to devote a lot of time and energy to both myself and my staff. I think one of the biggest ones is the planned development of the new Cathedral Hill campus for California Pacific Medical Center. That has dominated a lot of citywide dialogue in the past few years. And that project is slated to go forward or get through the entitlement process this year in City Hall. 
Um, and if you're not familiar, we currently have a California campus and a Pacific campus, and the plan is to build a new, bigger campus and consolidate all of those um, services into one larger hospital at the old Cathedral Hill um, spot on Van Ness. And that's going to have a huge impact both in terms of the neighborhood in District 2, not only the new campus, but also what happens to the Pacific campus and the California campus. And also, it's a huge job creator by making sure that we do it in a way that we can have every single constituent, every single person that is affected by the hospital buy into the project, uh, create a ton of new jobs, and move forward in a healthcare system that benefits every one of us as San Franciscans. And otherwise, some of the other issues that are coming up in District 2, Francisco Reservoir in Russian Hill is going to be an issue that comes up. We have a huge project in Doyle Drive that is getting finished in the next couple of years and making sure that we monitor and understand the impacts on the local neighborhoods in District 2 is going to be a big deal. Actually, after leaving here today, I'm going down to Doyle Drive with Mayor Lee and the head of our Federal Department of Transportation to tour around Doyle Drive um, and really make sure that we understand exactly what's happening at this point in time in the project. That's just a smattering of some of the issues. Um, but they're very important in District 2, and I plan to spend a lot of my time. And these are the neighborhoods I grew up in. So for me, it's a lot of fun to be in these neighborhoods, to really understand what's going on, to be able to influence some of the thinking and some of the people that are making decisions. And then citywide, I think we do lose a lot of sight. And in the past, district supervisors have lost sight of the fact that we do represent San Francisco as a whole. And we need to make sure in City Hall that we are enacting policies, laws and legislation that move the city forward as a whole. Um, so there are a lot of issues like that. I mentioned job creation, pensions. A lot of them are economic, um, but some of them are more than that, making sure that we continue to um, have dialogue with the San Francisco 49ers is one example of something that's not necessarily economic, but something that matters to the city as a whole. Um, and it's a big part of what I intend to do and something I very much look forward to doing in City Hall. What are specific thoughts that you have on how the city can deal with the budget issues? Well, I think it's two things. Um, you know, I'm not one that thinks that we can raise revenue and that's going to solve all of our problems. I think we need to have, do we have a hard look at what we do as a city and what services we offer. We have over 26,000 city employees. Our payroll and fringe benefits for our city employees accounts for over 60% of our budget. And if we're not willing to look at that issue, pensions within that, payroll, headcount, I don't think we're going to solve, I know we will not solve our long-term financial issues. That to me is the biggest deal. And second of all, it is about job creation. You know, jobs are not just putting the people back to work, which I think is the highest priority, but it's all the ancillary benefits that we receive, whether it be payroll taxes, whether it be increase in property taxes, all of the ancillary things. People who live and work in San Francisco also shop at the local restaurants, so shop at the local retail stores. It's a huge economic impact here in San Francisco. So in my opinion, it's getting our costs under control, but also promoting economic development so we have a financial engine that's going to continue to support us year after year here in San Francisco. Those, to me, are the biggest ways we're going to solve our problems. What are your ideas on dealing with the issue of homelessness in San Francisco? I am one that thinks Mayor Newsom did a great job in really thinking proactively about what we need to do in San Francisco. Um, when he started Care Not Cash, but enacted so many things past that, Project Homeless Connect, I think, has been a great success 
in San Francisco. Project Homeward Bound, where he ended up making sure there were family members on the receiving end, but giving people bus tickets to go back home to where they're from. Unfortunately, I do think it's a problem that does not have a silver bullet answer. We in San Francisco, we deal with our homeless problem, and I think a lot of it, we need to make sure that the homeless population, a lot of them have mental health issues and other issues that it's just not solvable you know, to put them in lockup facilities or send them home. We need to treat them. And as San Francisco, I believe we have that at our heart and soul, that we want to be empathetic and making sure that we treat the people um, as much as possible. At the same point in time, our biggest issue is that we have a continued influx of people into San Francisco. So the more people that we help, the more people come into San Francisco. So it's a rotating system right now, and I think we need to continue to address the issue, spend a lot of financial resources on the issue. But again, I think it's something that we're going to have to grapple with of what's the long-term solution here. What's the long-term solution when we continue to attract more and more people into San Francisco that end up on our streets, unfortunately? Again, I don't know what a silver bullet is to that, but I will just say I acknowledge it's a huge priority, a huge issue that affects everyone in the city, from in our neighborhoods, the homeless people themselves, of course, and also our tourism industry, um, which we rely on so much here in the city. And so I think it's a big issue and something we all need to focus on, quite frankly. What about the city's housing needs? Uh, what do you think the Board of Supervisors should do to, to really address housing in San Francisco? Again, a huge issue here in San Francisco. We live in a very expensive place uh, in America, and housing is one of the, the big components of that, of course. You know, I'm not one that thinks that we should be interfering with the private market sales and so forth. I think that's going to, should be left to its own devices. That is an expensive, you know, we, again, we are in an expensive city. However, what we can do at the board is ensure that we promote and provide for both affordable and middle-class housing here in this city. I think it's so important that we maintain our diversity in San Francisco and who we are as a people and really stay true to those values. I think in large part, you know, ensuring I think something that we want to focus on and I want to focus on, making sure there are housing opportunities for our first responders to be here in San Francisco and living here. Our police officers, firefighters, sheriffs, our teachers as well. People that provide such essential services for our community to make sure that they have opportunities in San Francisco to buy homes, set up roots as a family, and really be integrated into our neighborhoods. To me, that's what we should be doing, and again, something I think is a huge priority. Let's talk a little bit about uh, transportation in your district. Mm -hmm. Is there adequate muni <clears throat> service? Let's talk a little bit about uh, parking and traffic. Uh, tell us a little bit about District 2. District 2. District 2 definitely relies on Muni quite a bit. Um, I would say that maybe perhaps not as much as other districts, but it is so essential for a number of people. I think most importantly from a commuting perspective to and from work. The main lines for us, the 30 Stockton in the Marina, the 41 and 45 on Union and Cal Hollow and Pacific Heights, the One California is a major bus that comes through the district, um, and a few other lines, of course, um, that are on the borders of our district. It's a huge deal for us, and we need to make sure that we continue to provide great service. Uh, we are a transit-first city here in San Francisco, and I think people embrace that, but we need to make sure that we have a reliable, robust public transportation system. So it's a big deal. Um, we do have a lot of people in District 2 that also drive cars. 
Um, a lot of people that have families, and I am one of those as well. I take the bus once in a while, but also, quite frankly, the way we've arranged it in our family is I spend my morning with my children, um, and time willing, time allowing, I take them to school in the morning, so I do drive and use my car. And while we have a transit-first policy, I don't believe the way to achieve those goals and those aims are to make parking so inconvenient, so expensive, so, such a bad experience that therefore people, so, so to speak, capitulate and take public transportation. That's not the way we're going to make it happen and be better for San Francisco. We need to innovate, in my opinion, in our public transportation system. We're doing things such as the bus rapid transit systems and Geary and in Van Ness. Things such as being allowed to pay uh, for your public transportation. We now have a clipper card. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about putting that on your mobile phone and using that. Innovating ways where people say, you know what? I think public transportation is a great way to go. I'm going to use that. That, to me, is the way to achieve it, through innovation, not through making it so inconvenient for people to drive. Because um, I think it is a fact of life. Young families are going to use their vehicles. Um, and again, I think if we need to do a lot in San Francisco to encourage young people and young families to stay in San Francisco, I think we are missing out on a lot of our diversity when young families leave our city. Um, and I think we need to do all we can and be very mindful of what it is that, what are the needs of young families in the city. Housing, we mentioned, schools are a big deal, but also being able to be flexible with their transportation needs as children. Um, and I think that's a big deal. What's happening with crime in your district? And, and give me your thoughts on um, how you think the police are doing with respect to, to crime in your district. You know, I think we are very fortunate in District 2. We have a number of great police captains um, that oversee the stations that touch District 2. Uh, Captain Correa over in the Richmond District, um, the Richmond Station, uh, Captain Mannix in Northern. Those are the two main um, police stations that touch District 2. We do have a lot of crime in District 2. Um, I think both in, in crimes against the individuals, but also crimes against merchants along our merchant corridors. Chestnut Union in particular has been hit, uh, Fillmore and Sacramento. It's a big deal. We also have, the, of course, in the neighborhoods, the break-ins. We need to be very mindful that people keep their iPhones out of sight, um, keep their laptops out of sight. But it's a big deal, um, and I think one of the things I talked a lot about in the campaign making sure that we do fund our public safety departments here in San Francisco. We're going to have to make some tough choices this year in budget time. But to me, one of the biggest priorities is making sure that we have our police and firefighter and sheriff's offices and their budgets fully funded so that we can ensure that public safety does not lack during these budget times. Um, again, in District 2, I don't think it's talked about as much. I have to say uh, we are fortunate that we don't have a lot of homicides in District 2. When they happen, they're noticed quite a bit. Um, so we don't have a lot of those types of serious crimes that I know exist throughout San Francisco. But the crimes that do happen do matter to the people in District 2. So as a local supervisor, it is incumbent upon me, and I take it very seriously to pay attention to that, make sure we engage with the police and fire department so that they're aware of exactly what's happening. But again, I have to tell you that I think we are very lucky in District 2 with the police infrastructure that we have and firefighter infrastructure that we have and the officers and firefighters on the ground. We are very lucky. So you mentioned that you're a former athlete. Right. Now talk to me a little bit about the role of sports in the city's economic future, um, from the 49ers to the America's Cup. Uh, talk 
to me a little bit about sports in San Francisco. Sure. You know, I have to say I was very fortunate growing up. I was one that had season tickets to the 49ers from when I was eight years old. I uh, grew up plain and simply as a 49ers fan. Um, that was part of my life. And I think there's one part economic, which I'll get to in a second. But the other part, which is missing, is what it does for the city of San Francisco to bring us together as a community, as a city. You know, what happened when the 49ers won those Super Bowls year after year? I think it was five during the 80s and 90s. That was a huge deal for our city and our community in San Francisco. What happened to the World Series this year when the Giants won the World Series for the first time in what was it, over 50 years? Incredible. Everybody was celebrating. And you know, that is a huge deal for our community in San Francisco. But I think economically, not only jobs in terms of construction of stadiums and what have you, but I think economically, you know, for those people who don't believe or don't really fully appreciate what type of economic drivers these sporting events and teams are, go down to Soma during a Giants game. Come to, this is not sports, but come to the Marina in Cow Hollow when the Blue Angels fly in town. What it does to the local streets and the merchants. Come to District 3 and District 2 and District 6 and 10 when the America's Cup comes to town and see what type of influx of economic activity these events drive to us. I think it's something that is not talked about enough. You know, both the community aspect, the intangible fact of what, who we are as San Francisco and coming together around sports teams, that's an incredible opportunity. But then the economic drivers in our neighborhoods is very real. And I think something that we are lucky right now, uh, certainly in District 2, we have the Blue Angels every year, but the America's Cup is going to come a large uh, become a large economic boom in District 2 as well as some of the other districts and I think we need to pay attention to how much that benefits us as a city. Well it looks like we're just about out of time and it sounds like there's a lot happening in City Hall today so we're gonna wrap this up. There is. Uh, yes, always. <laughs> That's right. Are there any other issues or, or um, things that you'd like to, to share briefly uh, with respect to um, uh, your new position as supervisor or um, uh, thoughts that you have about San Francisco before we wrap up our conversation? Sure. You know, I touched upon it earlier. I think for me personally, especially coming from my background outside of city government, I very much view my role as promoting all the economic activity here in San Francisco, focusing on jobs again, but also a lot of quality of life issues, young families. What is it like to live here as a San Franciscan? And what can we do at City Hall, you know, here in these board chambers? What can we do to make life better for San Francisco residents? To me, that's a huge deal. I think we've lost focus on that in City Hall over the past few years and something I want to focus on. Um, and to me, it's a huge priority. It's why I did this. I'm going to be very true to what I talked about on the campaign trail. Um, and again, hopefully represent District 2, but also the city of San Francisco. And I will just say, it is, we mentioned this before we got on camera, but what an incredible opportunity it is to represent the neighborhoods I grew up in in District 2. It is such an honor and a unique experience. Um, and I'm just having a great time and look forward, to, look forward to making a big difference here in City Hall. Great. Well, we've been talking to Supervisor Farrell from District 2. Thank you so much for joining us on SFGTV's Meet Your District Supervisor. Watch for more episodes of Meet Your District Supervisor when we come back with another of our 11 city supervisors. For SFGTV, I'm Holly Lee Knox. Thank you very much. You bet.
Thank you.